Welcome to Mature Allure, where we highlight the experiences and perspectives of women in midlife. Today, I'm so excited to have Carla Cherry of Cherry Productions. Hi, Carla. How are you? I'm so great. Thank you so much for having me. I want to call you Cherry, like just because, you know, and then I'm like, no, Carla, Carla Cherry. So you're not alone. You're not alone. A lot of people call me Cherry. So it's totally fine. I was going to say, so if during this conversation, I'm like, hey, Cherry, uh, (laughs) you're good. good. But um, so Carla, tell us about you and Carla and Carla Productions. No, Cherry Productions. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, sure. Um. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. So um, I started Cherry Productions, my first iteration, I started in my 20s. So um, I ran a production company. It was, I did mostly weddings. So I graduated with a film and television degree. And um, and then I became a mom pretty early and I wanted to stay home. And so I ran a video production company. Um, and then I decided when my daughter was about eight years old, it's like time to use the degree. So we went out to LA and, um, and so there I got into production. I started as an editor. I I learned how to edit first in my wedding company. And then by the time it was done, I had about four to five contract employees. So I could move to California on that company. Um, and then I, I thought about doing weddings in Los Angeles, but then it was like, this is crazy. Um, they were either super high end or low end because most people are, it's a transitory town. So most people leave to get married, but if they get married in LA, they go really high end. And I didn't like weddings that much. So I was pretty much done with it and it was time to get into the industry. So I got in as an editor and then I also, um, did comedy for a while and writing. So I used those skills and eventually got hired as a producer editor. Then I worked for companies like Motor Trend and the beginning participant media. I worked for the California Endowment. And then I got into um, that. I, I eventually climbed up and got to work for Larry King. So I was a producer for Larry King for um, a little while. And that was like probably my, mo- my, fa- my most favorite job in the industry. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got to cut my teeth working for him. The first time he read my, I used to, I wrote his questions. And the first time he, he read my questions, I about died. So it was um, <laughs> def- definitely like a pinnacle of my career. Um, I also worked for several other companies. Um, I got to do a Think Like a Man 2 promos for um, Comedy Central, got to edit those. So that was cool. Um, and then around 2017, I was working for the show Versailles. I did most of the promos. And then I also got to create, uh, write, direct, and um, uh, create the after show for that show. And so that was super fun. Um, really enjoyed that as well. But I started to, I, I had a friend um, who got into the online space and she was doing a blog as well as a podcaster. And I was kind of watching her. She's a best friend of mine. And she started to blow up and do really, really well. And um, it was funny because the, the fun backstory with her, she worked for me in the wedding company when I was, we were both from North Carolina, when I was in North Carolina. And then when I went to LA, I worked for her. She gave me my mm-hmm. first job in the California Endowment. So <laughs> we, we stayed friends. And um, and so what was really cool was she was blowing up online. And she did a film. I helped her uh that went all the way to can and it was about food heals. She, she was all about, she was ahead of her time talking about food, um, being, uh, 
you know, food is medicine kind of thing way before anybody mm -hmm. else was talking about it. And so mm -hmm. she did very well. And I was like, what is this online space? And so I got into coaching and consulting, sort of watching her blow up. And then I took a break from the industry, took a year off and just <clears throat> pretty much like grad school taught myself. I just went back to school with course after course after course. And I just got hooked in helping coaches and consultants. And so mm -hmm. what my business currently is now is I help coaches and consultants create and sell a power offer so they can finally uh, get high ticket sales, the high ticket sales they want and deserve. So that's what I do now. Okay. So when you sell, when you say sell a high power offer, what is an offer? So an offering is, you know, the basic description of an offering just basically is, you know, your services in exchange for um, a, a dollar amount. So mm -hmm. a lot of people get into coaching and consulting and they they shortchange themselves or they go way too long without actually charging what they could charge. Uh, my favorite person to help comes from consulting, so comes from corporate and wants to build a consultancy. So they mm -hmm. have just a plethora of experience and knowledge and expertise and years and years of experience. And now they're like, they're done with corporate and they want to start their own business. But what happens is they get into, uh, they start their own consultancy they're really good at what they know, what they're teaching, but they're not quite sure how to package it. They're not quite sure exactly who it's for. And they certainly don't know how to uh, price it. And, you know, there's just so many things you have to learn as an online business that you did not have to learn specifically. Where's the money coming from and how do you get paid? Because in corporate, you don't have to worry about that. You know, you're, yeah. the money's there. You're just doing your job. So I help people transition and a lot of times what's interesting is they will have expertise that they're not even putting into the package, you know? So we mm -hmm. take a look at, you know, in my mind, if you're going to start a business, let's start the one you love. Let's start the one you want to really be in. Let's start the one where you wake up and you open up your computer and you go, I can't wait to help her. I can't wait to help him. You know, you're excited about your yeah. clients. You're excited about what you're doing. So that's what I help people do is construct an offer, create a power offer. So a power offer, the basic definition is you have to, um, there has to be a deep need for you, for that service. Somebody, you have to be solving a really big problem. So people pay big money to fix big problems. So if your <laughs> problem is not big enough that you're solving, there you go. So we, what we do is we beef up the package. We make it more irresistible. We go, okay, here's the core problem. First of all, you have to find that problem. And sometimes people are way off. Sometimes people are way off on what it is that they're creating and they haven't done the research and they haven't really talked to their target client and they're just guessing. And there's, and I, I have a saying, what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. So mm -hmm. They're sitting there in vagueness going, I hope they want this. I hope they like it. And it eats up all these brain calories. And they're wasting a lot of time worrying about if this person's going to like it. So within the power offer, we really take a look at, is the problem big enough? And then what, uh, here's the big problem. And then think of it like a wheel, like all the ancillary problems around it are like spokes. Are you addressing the spokes as well? Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you address the spokes and you put that into a package and then you pitch it to the right person who's been losing sleep, waiting around for someone to solve that problem. Now you have a high ticket offer. Wow. OK, so then what are the services that you offer specifically so that people can 
get that high ticket offer or produce that high ticket ticket offer. Okay, awesome. So I work with people in uh, primarily two different ways. So there are people that um, that really want one to one service, right? So they want they just want they just want a coach that's going to help them one to one. They don't want to deal with the group. They really just want like that extra attention. They want that concierge experience, that five star experience, and so. Um, what we take a look at um, in the very beginning is what is what what can your core offering be? So I help them really package that and put that together in the beginning. And then I teach them a research process. So we get it market validated. We get the offering market validated, which is really, really important. A lot of people don't know how to do that or they're not doing it and they're leaving a lot of money on the table. They're wasting time and they're they're offering the wrong thing for a long time. Mm. Um and sometimes it doesn't last. You know, there there's a huge percentages of entrepreneurs, business first time business owners that don't last. And so we're looking at what can be the lasting effect of this. You know, we want to really make sure that we're getting your core offering correct. And so we they run it through the research model, and then afterwards we come back and we take all the answers and we plug it into their messaging, their content, what they're talking about on a podcast, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day. You're not trying to win a popularity contest. You're not trying to become an influencer overall, unless you really are. But most people aren't in business. They're, you're really just trying to increase your sales and make sure that your offering is going to the right person. So that is what I offer in terms of the one-to-one. And I also help them package it. Um, I also help them with their, uh, their customer journey. Where are the leads coming from? What are the exact steps that you're taking to nurture those leads? And how are you guiding them in the sales process? So if you think about something that you bought, like even if it's like, let's say you went on a trip and you, and you, you, you know, you signed up for, a, you uh, booked a hotel, the hotel most likely that you booked is that it has a very easy user face, you know, um, yep. user friendly uh, purchasing um, experience online. That's the one you're going to go mm-hmm. for. It's like, okay, this is the best price. This seems my price. And this is super easy. Bam, 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 done. So we're looking at that from, you know, with, with regular business coaches and consultants, we want to offer that same customer journey that's easy, that saves them mm. time, that's effortless, and that also addresses all of their needs. So if you're addressing the whole picture, the big picture of their needs, and it's an easy sign-up process, and they feel guided through the process, that, when you hear people talk about no like, and trust, that is there because they feel guided. So I teach people how to do that so that it becomes a seamless process to the sale. So a lot of people... Um, they're just missing those steps because they never had to build anything like that before. So that's the mm-hmm. one-to-one experience. And then I also help people in a cohort, which is 15 success-driven and energetically aligned business owners. Mm-hmm. And we're all doing this together. So what's missing, I find in the in the, the coaching and consulting space, when you sign up for a high-ticket course, like you're super excited. You start off really excited in the beginning and then you get in. And then there's 80 hours of video that you're just stuck watching by yourself. And then all what happens, like it wanes, right? Your excitement wanes. (laughs) And this is an experience that a lot of people are having. So I I took that and flipped it on the side and said, look, what if we all learn together? Because the the industry is moving so quickly that not one person knows all the answers. I don't care who you are. And if you have 15 people that are, business owners experiencing this and trying different things, 
you know, in my program, I try to, I bring the core offerings in terms of building their offer and their customer journey and all those pieces. But also let's turn to our, our teammates because we are gamified. Let's turn to our teammates and find out what they know and what their experience is. And then it really just builds, you, you, you triple the knowledge. Wow. Wow. So then is what you do specific, uh, is it for a specific business or can any business um, work with you? So it's industry agnostic. So I love the diversity of businesses because what's working in one business could really be knocking it out of the park. And another business over here hasn't thought about it because it's not a trend yet in their industry. So I really like the diversity of businesses because then you can take ideas from other businesses and be, you know, become the blue ocean in your business. And so, mm. um, so we get a lot of people in the finance sector, you know, health and wellness sector. Um, I take the direct sales people as long as they're like super driven and they want to be rock stars where, you know, in, in terms of the cohort, the number, the two, um, the two things that we're looking for is drive and energetically aligned. And um, one way energetically aligned just means, you're a good team player. You're going to be in it to really support each other because a huge element of my cohort is the support, not just from me and my team, but also from each other. I really want people that are willing to support each other. That's really what makes us different. Mm -hmm. So as we're both women in midlife <laughs> and we have our own businesses, there are a lot mm -hmm. of other women who want to move in that direction. Yes. starting a business, like what advice do you have for them? And especially from the standpoint of what your business offers. So maybe they're looking to start and you could say, oh, well, starting out before you even come to me, these are some things you might want to think about and consider. Oh my goodness. Okay. First of all, kudos for anybody who's going after that, because I just commend you. It takes bravery. It takes guts. And also you're setting yourself free. I mean, to me, I, even in an industry that I absolutely loved and certain jobs that I like, like working for Larry King will always be treasure in my heart. And, and I love that. Um, but a lot of us are just not work cut out for working for somebody else. We are true renegades. We like to go rogue. We're independent and we have a lot to bring to the world, right? They're supposed to come through us. <laughs> Excuse me. So first mm -hmm. of all, just kudos for that. I, I congratulate everybody for even going for it. Um, and then so what you need um, to get started is honestly, don't overthink it. Just jump mm -hmm. in. That's my style is like, look, there's so many things that you're going to have to learn. It is a series of problem solving and learning. And also, I would say the biggest thing that I learned looking back, because I always wanted to go into a course and be like, okay, this course has all the answers. And when I come out of this course, I'm going to know everything and my business is going to be perfect. And that is just not the case. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's the case because I, there's the, the online world is so saturated right now that you have to really differentiate yourself. And part of that is bringing your unique self to the table and, and bringing through your gifts and talents and expertise in a unique way. Mm. Okay. So there's a piece of that that nobody can teach you. I mean, yeah. I know that sounds kind of contradictory because I'm like selling a course, but there is a piece <laughs> of that. <laughs> really? But I get it. I get it. Bring yeah, you. There, 
you got to bring you. There's a piece of it that nobody can teach you. And you have to grow through that. That has to actually, like if you think of nature, you have to plant the seeds. The seed, the, it has to come up through the, the stem and then the flower blooms, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It, it takes time and it also takes takes being inside the arena. So mm. I think a lot of people get stopped by perfectionism because they're like, I don't want to show up until I show up perfectly. Newsflash, you're never going to show up perfectly. No one's ever going to nope. show up perfectly. And if you're trying to show up perfectly in the beginning, you're most likely doing some kind of cookie cutter situation where you're trying to take somebody else's thing and make it yours. Mm-hmm. And that's just not going to work because you have to differentiate yourself. In the, and, 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 and part of that is just getting inside the arena. I say get off the stands, stop watching the game from the stands, get inside the arena. And then it's really just one day at a time. It's one post at a time. It's one client at a time. A lot of times people think that they're not ready for their first client. Well, one way that you can do that is just to say, be honest and transparent and tell people, I'm taking on my first five clients. You're my first five beta clients. You're my Mm. first five. You're one of my first. And um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you an incredible price and I'm going to work my absolute tail off to make sure that you get results because your results are going to be my case study. And that's what I'm going to build my business on. So I'm going to be in mm-hmm. the trenches with you. I'm going to make sure that this works. And that's how you get over not, you know, being afraid to have your first client. And then once you get those beta clients going and you start getting results, and most likely you've gotten results for yourself before and you've gotten results for other people before, whether it's your sister, your neighbor, your cousin, you've done this some in some fashion or you were in corporate, right? So you've done mm-hmm. it. So, so, so cut yourself some slack and just get your beta clients going. And then you can start charging money for it. You know, I, it makes me crazy when people come out of these certificate programs and they're like, oh, I had a coach that told me I can't charge more than X amount of dollars for this long stretch of time. And I'm like, BS, that is absolute BS. And I help people figure out how to charge more money, but also pack it with value. So you have mm-hmm. to, you have to pack it with value. The transformation has to be big and real, right? And that's yeah. how you end up charging more money. But for people who are trying, just getting started, I say jump into the arena just get inside and get going. And that's it. It's like when people say, I, when I was in film school, I remember I was so excited. I, I, Kevin Smith was, I, I went to film school with all these great filmmakers. Like Scorsese was teaching and Spike Lee was teaching and, um, and Kevin Smith was a Spike Lee's sister was in a class of mine in school. Um, uh, Kevin uh, Smith, he had clerk, you know, we all got, we all, you know, got up and got to talk to him. And we said, okay, how do you become a filmmaker? Because at the time I thought I was going to become a filmmaker and mm-hmm. I did television, but anyway, and he said, you make a film. <laughs> Simple as that. You know, and I was like, what? That's the answer. But I mean, that's the answer. How do you become a coach? How do you become a consultant? You jump in the arena and say, I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. And then you get your first client. And I promise you, that no matter what, your first client is not going to look like your fifth client or your 10th client. The uh-huh. first iteration of your business, the first year is going to look nothing like your fifth year, nothing like your seventh year. You're going to grow. Yep. So you have to get in and get going. That's my number one, absolute number one piece of advice. 
Well, that's an amazing piece of advice because I've had a lot of people say to me, well, what do you know about this? And what do you know about that? I know absolutely nothing about podcasting. I know absolutely nothing about any of this, but like, who does? Yes. Just and, and you do it, right? And so from that standpoint, what happens when you jump in, you do it? What advice do you have for those where you hit that snag? Not saying the you know, the business should be over, but there's a snack because there's always going to be some kind of snack. What advice do you have? Great question. Okay. So inside my cohort, by the way, my cohort is made for people who have jumped in and tried it and they've gotten their, their behind kicked a little bit by the arena. And they're like, okay, now I need a little bit of help. Like I, I yeah. get it. I get it. Like, um, and I need a little bit of help. And so that's, that's perfect for the cohort because then we go, okay, we, we got your back. Like, what do you want to do? Who do you want to serve? You know, who, who do you want to hang out with? What do you want to do? What do you love doing? What do you not love doing? I help people get rid of things that they, they think they have to do for some reason, because they're in this corporate hmm. mindset. We, we, we do a lot of unlearning as well. Um, but when you hit that snag, uh, you, look, it's a series. Entrepreneurship, in my, in my estimation, is a series of problem solving. It's literally what problem am I solving today? Like, that's it. Yeah. it I mean, there's going to be a million snags. There's going to be a snag every day. It's going to be like, shoot, this button doesn't work. This technology, who do I call? You know, I, I would say just get into the mindset of problem solving. Mm -hmm. and know that um, it's always, to me, it's always like, what was it, with the big problems? So they were the ones that hurt a little bit more. But it's always, what am I learning? What's the lesson? What's the lesson? Yeah. And if and if I if I can get if I can lean into that, mm -hmm. <laughs> excuse me, if I can lean into that and also lean into asking for help. That's the other piece. A lot of people wait a lot longer than they need to to ask for help. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that entrepreneurship has to be a solopreneur journey. I believe it can be an absolute group process. You want to surround yourself, first of all, with people who get your drive, get your vision. And sometimes that's not our family and that's not our friends. So we still love our family and our friends, but we get to a point where we're like, okay, I'm not going to talk about it anymore with them because they just don't get it. Like I got, yep. you got to find those people that surround you and get your vision and get the drive. Cause it's, it's like, it's like you either got it or you don't, you either have the bug or you don't. And if you have the bug, you need to be around other people who have the bug, um, that get you. Um, and then I, um, inside the cohort, we have a saying that, um, you know, there is a solution. There is a solution. I might not know what the solution is this moment. I might not know it in 24, 48 or 72 hours, but at some point the solution is going to reveal itself and mm -hmm. I'm going to fix this one particular problem and then I'm going to move on. So well, see you, you mentioned solopreneur, right? Yeah. That's like a thing now. <laughs> I see it places. Everybody's talking about doing it. I agree with you. Like, yeah, you can get out there and do all of these things, but you can't do everything by yourself. No. And a lot of times when you're stuck doing everything by yourself, it can be overwhelming yeah. and make you feel kind of like, okay, this is not where I'm supposed to be. When in reality, <laughs> it could be where you're supposed to be, but there's some things that you're supposed to allocate to other people or things you're just supposed to dump and not do anymore. Right. All of those things. So yeah, that's the whole solopreneur thing. Not a fan. Not a fan. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, honestly, there's so many, like, if you just find your tribe, find the right people, you know, and test out different groups. Like, hey, you go to one group and you're like, okay, not my vibe. There's, there's going to be a group that is your vibe. 
and uh-huh. they're gonna have your back. And if you just reach out and say, Hey, I mean, inside my group, obviously that's what we do for each other. Um, but, but no matter who you are, just find a group, find at least one other person that gets what you're trying to do. And then, you know what, there's going to be somebody that's really, that's better at tech. There's going to be somebody that's good, you know, that knows all about AI. There's going to be a person that is, you know, Hey, this person knows where all the networking meetings are. You know, that's what it's about. You can move so much faster and, um, and, and also a group that has your back. You just feel like, okay, I'm not alone. I think a lot of yeah. solopreneurs are suffering on this journey by themselves in the silo and they're feeling like I'm failing or I don't know how to do this or I look silly on social media. You'd be, you'd be amazed how many grown people do not like social media like for business because they're afraid to put that post out there and then only one person likes it or nobody likes it. I mean, that's just, that's, that's because as humans, you know, we, we really, you know, a dog will die without food and water, but also love. So we're animals at core and we need, we need to be surrounded. We need that, that, that we need to be loved and we need that group. So, um, so yeah. it's interesting. Like that's one of the reasons why inside my group we do, we all um, put likes and loves on each other's pages, you know, just to encourage, yeah. have that encouragement you know, that, Hey, I see your stuff. I'm reading your stuff. I like it. Keep going. Because a lot of times when you're posting on social media, if you can make it a habit, then you really will birth your program through that, that habit. So if you feel like nobody's watching or nobody's looking, I promise you they are. They may just be afraid to put that like on there, but people do see what you put out there. And, um, I just encourage everybody just to keep going. Yeah. That's what I say. Cause a lot of times I'm like, first of all, <laughs> how much I love doing it. I don't. And then it's just like, then you do it and you're like, okay, no one cares, but, or no one sees it, but people see it and you yes. can tell. Yeah. Yes. You can tell. So, um, I want to say lastly, but probably not. What was the key piece of advice you were given? Before, I mean, like you, I've had a couple businesses or, you know, this is an extension of something I did like 20 plus years ago. Um, <laughs> like, but, and along the way, people have given me advice. And one of the yeah. key pieces of advice that I remember someone giving me a long time ago was, um, he said he was an accountant and he said, businesses, his small businesses fail because they don't set themselves up for growth. So mm. even though you may not be where you want to be, Go ahead and build the infrastructure so that when growth comes, because sometimes growth can come overnight. And that was before now. Like now That's it's true. even crazier. So if you have already have that infrastructure in place, then it's there. And I've never forgotten that. So even <laughs> when I was working on this project, people were like, why are you doing this? And why do you have a blog? And you don't have a product and all of these things. Well, maybe one day I plan on That's it. You know what right. I mean? Right. Absolutely. So, so it's there. So I've always re- remembered that. What is that piece of advice that you remember that somebody gave you? Go out mm-hmm. and break things. And I was like, what? Like, I just literally spent thousands of dollars on this course. And he's telling me that things yeah. are going to break. This course was supposed to tell me how it's not going to break. Um, and so actually, I actually, I, that pissed me off. Things did break. And so what I've created is something that to, to be a container where, where we can try things together. So I don't want to go out and be breaking things by myself. I like being able to 
have that support system around me, like knowing it's, the things aren't going to break. They're just like, I tried this and then it didn't work. Or I tried this and this piece of it worked, but that piece didn't. So, you know, I, I'd rather have support when I'm trying things. So that was one piece of advice. But secondly, I would say, this is going to sound cliche, but literally do what you love. And that has been the cornerstone of what, when I help people build a consultancy mm. from scratch, we talk about what it is, what do you love? Because at the end of the day, with all of this, all of these problems, all of the things that you have to do to build a business, and it is a marathon, not a sprint, mm. um, all the things and all the efforts and all the weekends and all the extra time, at the end of the day, it really and truly, you want some, to be doing something that you love and you want to be serving people that you want to be serving. And so that it really, you know, I've had inside our cohort, um, you know, we've had so mm. many award ceremonies where people have cried and said, I am not the same person than when I came in here. I am a completely, we had one the other day where um, I've had somebody that's been with me for over a year. And her plate is so full. She is, she said, you know, she went from three calls a month to three calls a day mm-hmm. and she was in tears and, and, um, and literally she's not the same person. She has really gone from being that back, the person that's always in the back, helping somebody else to coming to the forefront and fully and fully visible, fully self-actualized. You can see it through everything. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just about your business, it's about who you become when you're building your business. And that is the, that's what's awesome. You know, and it's sometimes hard to like really explain that to people, Mm. but it's like, what are you going to get? What's my ROI? You're going to get a new, whether you're with me or whether you're out there doing it on your own or you're in somebody else's group, if you play full out, you will become somebody entirely different and the person that you were meant and supposed to be while you're building it. So it's not always about money. It's not always about the bottom line, the ROI. It's literally like, who, who are you? What are you doing here on this planet? Right. And if you're called to do something, then it's, it's, and, and especially if it's to touch the lives of others and help other people, then that's what gets to come through. Mm. And that's what makes it all. Mm. Yeah. You're listening to the Mature Allure Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry O. If you have a topic in mind that you'd like us to cover on Mature Allure, drop us a note in the comments or share it with us on one of our social media channels. Until the next time, remember, self-love is the key to unlocking the radiant allure that shines from within.